Blau und Weiß, ein lieben Lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalk America. Welcome to your Black and Blues Monday Podcast. Oh, what a weekend, what a weekend. Yeah, not the greatest of results, not the greatest of performances. This is uh, one of the worst performances uh, we've seen in quite a bit of time from us, isn't it? Uh, not the ideal way to end the weekend um, outside of Schalke. It was a wonderful weekend here in the east, eastern side of the United States. Fall temperatures, very cool, very nice, perfect weather, and Schalke ruined it all. But <laughs> we'll get into the game and what the hell went on in this game. Um, heading into this weekend, there's some optimism, right? We won four to one in, in our friendly. Yes, it's a friendly, right? But against Heracles Almelo, a team that's you know a decent team in the Eta Divise, beat them handily four to one. You know, Carl Gerard's system looked like it was free flowing. It was how we wanted to see entertaining football. Not so fast. Not so fast. We saw a lot of changes in the starting lineup. Um, team looked terrible in the back, in goal, in the midfield, in possession. In the attack, just all the way around. Everyone's to blame in this one. Um, oh, it was just a terrible, terrible performance. So let's get it over with. Let's get it over with. Try to get past this game. But there's a lot to talk into. Uh, obviously, we lost this game 3-0. Um, not the best of results. And that is the understatement of, of this weekend. But uh, let's get to the starting 11. Uh, Fairman back in goal. I uh, got to see Ralph Fairman goal, and you know, lots of people were happy to see Ralph back, right? But it wasn't like Heckerin did poorly. It was like Longer did poorly, right? But you know, it's it's always contentious to bring uh, a guy like Fairman back. You know, one he is beloved, but he hasn't been in the mix. He's been on the bench for a while with an injury, and so yeah, two other guys who had been seeing a lot of action lately, doing fairly well for the team. And so it could throw things off if you insert the you insert the uh, the fan favorite in there, Ralph Ehrman, right? Uh, then they went with a back three. Yeah, it's a bad, bad back three or back four, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Oyan back in, the, in the, his familiar position. Seguin gets a gets a start after a decent performance in the friendly. Toroda getting a start last minute announcement by um, Garads. Garads not really trying to tip his hand to too much he just really wants to sit, try to hold as much as he can before they start to kick off so Toronto will get the start over Poulter we would see Templeman Templeman has been looking look not has been looking, he looked decent in the in the friendly as well under Garrard Lasma you saw Lasma and Toronto looking really really dangerous together in the friendly and so it made sense that Lasma would start up there he is that you know lightning to Toronto's thunder he's got the pace he's got a lot of skill he can move in different positions so it made sense there uh, Kabadai was in the attacking and the attack there. Baumgartel reinserted back into the defense. Stability? Eh, maybe not. Kalash. Kalash back there. We're happy to see Kalash. Kaminsky back in there again. And then Oadraogo uh, into that midfield mix. And so it was an interesting starting 11 on the bench. You had Hecker and Cisse, Drexler, 
Kozuki, Matriciani, Moore, Merkin, Poulter, and Schallenberg. I think of the omissions in the starting 11, I think Merkin was the biggest one for me outside of Fairman. And I really, I have no, no really arguments for Fairman. I understand why he was put in there, but Merkin has been one of the bright spots, you know, of the, of the few that we've had this season. And so him starting on the bench in this one, I don't know if it was an injury or just, or what was going on there, but uh, an interesting starting 11 to say the least. Kalash, Baumgarten, Kalminski in the back there with Kabadai as the right wing with uh, on his opposite was Thomas Oyan. And so that's interesting. Kabadai, he obviously can get up there, but defensively, he's an attacker. Like, <laughs> what do we expect from, from Kabadai, right? Um, and I think I was fortunate. If you were if you were unfortunate to watch the entire game without, without break, uh, I feel for you, right? I had I had the fortune to watch the simulcast on one of the streams, and uh, it was between all the all the games that are going live, and so I, was, I can see hit bits and pieces of Schalke. And I had to go back and watch the game after, but while the game was going on, you know, I saw how bad Schalke were, and I'm like, God, I don't know if I can watch this for 90 minutes. Glukauf, um, Anthony Glukauf, but nonetheless, uh, the team played out there, and Carlson really took it to us, and uh, and it it wasn't for long that they finally. Broke us down and, and got the opening goal. Um, a lot defense was really poor. I think you know the one thing we were hoping for at the least is that Garrett was going to solidify, stabilize the defense, make it difficult for the opposition to score goals. <laughs> Not so much, right? They held them for twenty minutes or so. Say what you will about that, but uh, looking at the first goal here, you know Lars Sindel, a player that. He's he's a Bundesliga caliber player for many many years. He's a fantastic player over the years. You wondered if he's going to get in the score sheet in this one. Um, he would, he would. Uh, this play gets swung out to the left hand side here. So the guy in the on the bottom here of the screen gets the ball. And if you're looking at it from here, we're set up pretty well, right? They got one, two, three, four guys in the box. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys in and around them. Should have it covered, right? Should have it covered. Now, granted, Lars Stindl is doing right by cutting through the, the two defenders right here, Kalash and, and Baumgartel. And then um, Makonovic, or whatever his name is, tries to break between Kaminsky and, and Baumgartel. So what is this guy going to do? You think this guy, his main option is just going to swing into the box and see what happens, right? Because they're clearly outnumbered. There's no chance they're going to get the ball, right? Well, <laughs> the ball gets swung in, right? It gets swung into Matanovic, and he touches it intentionally, unintentionally, drops right for Lars Stindl. Um, talk about talk about bad luck. Uh, the one guy you don't want the ball is to fall to is Lars Stindl. It falls right to his feet, right past the goalkeeper. You got a question, right? Three guys standing right here with a fourth guy right there, and two guys getting getting the ball easily down in the middle. Like, what are you thinking here? Here's another angle. So, number twenty-four all here. He gets the ball and just swings the ball in, and basically comes in right here into the mix, and he gets a foot on it before before Kaminsky, before Baumgartel, and Lars Sindel is just drifting, drifting, and finally, boom, gets a gets a cut in there, and all it takes is a touch. Drops to Larsindo and Larsindo, boom, gets a pass. Fairman could Fairman have saved the shot? He could have done better. He could have done better, in my opinion. There's a bang bang play, and you got Stindo one on one with the goalkeeper. That is that's hard to defend, folks. Um, any keeper, I don't know that 
I don't even know if Mueller would have saved it, but you know, Heckerin and and Slanger, Slanger's got good reflexes, he could have saved it, but much to be desired on that shot. I think the main thing from from this is that Mr. Old Baumgartel, right here, Mr. Baumgartel, defending nobody at the moment. He's kind of looking at his way. Kabadai's kind of got him covered. Templeman's over here, and he's like, you know, I got this guy. This guy's covered with this guy here, right? All these guys are covered. Um, whoever that is, they're coming over here. But Bob Carter's really not paying attention to anybody at this point, right? He's not paying attention to anybody. Clearly not Lars Stindl because the ball goes past him. So the ball comes in, and it's perfectly just close enough to Baumgartel that he thought he was going to get it. He reached for it, goes right past him to Matanovic. Uh, and now all of a sudden, he's way out of position. Kaminsky's the ball is in front of him. He should have played, probably done a position better. But Baumgartel's way out of position at this point. And now all he's got to do, he can take a shot, but he sees a wide-open guy here. Why the hell not would you pass it to him? Uh, and had all the time in the world to lay up this volley and then slot it past home, past Fairman. Uh, Easy goal, and I'm definitely you definitely want to say you can say what you want about Fairman. Could he save it? Could he not? But Baumgartel has to get blame on this one because he is really in no man's land, and it's and it's evident right here where he's not really marking anyone. And you can look back to here, like originally that's supposed to be his guy, Lars Stindl. But look at Kabadai, he's got him well covered, and then all of a sudden Kabadai is way over here, so he drifts away. Um Baumgartel was out of position. These two guys are just, you know, whatever. I mean, Seguin could have done a lot better, I, I think, on that on the play, right? But as you see right here, I mean, heck, Seguin is just getting to the picture now, and here's Baumgartel. Um, and boom, the goal happens, and you're like, geez, not a great way to score, to open the game. 22 minutes in, already down 1-0. Um, uh, as Anthony says, you know, with, with Schalke having a new coach, it's going to take time for the players to adjust and understand the coach, what he wants from them. And there is that language barrier, right? But many of the players speak German, and obviously Kreutzer, Buskins, and Asamoa are there. So that can help with that. But I agree, yeah, it's going to take some time. I think if we hadn't had that um, that tease in the friendly where we won 4-1 to and looked so good, we're like, hey, we got this, right? I think if you're thinking about it true, truthfully, yeah, it's always going to be hard to adjust to a new manager. And boy, man, that... It, the one thing we thought was going to help was defensively with the five guys back there. It did not whatsoever. I mean, you got five guys right here, uh, plus a couple runners, and still no effort whatsoever. And, and Baumgartel gets the majority of the blame for me. I'm curious what you guys' are thoughts are. Let us know in the comments what, if you if you think they're to blame. Uh, no Jack Mangan tonight, obviously. It's, it's, it's just myself. Um, Jack was uh, out traveling this weekend. And, man, ESPN, they're killing us with these streams because he's – these games aren't live for us, right? They they pick and choose their games. I think this week's uh, choice were Hamburg and I was say Kaiserslautern, or um, I forget who the other one was. Maybe it's Hertha, but it certainly wasn't Schalke. So you had to find an illegal stream, and if you didn't catch it live, you probably you pretty much SOL unless you live in uh, somewhere else that has the games that can that records it. But in the United States, you're uh, SOL if you didn't if you don't watch the game live. Um, so. One nothing down in the 22 minutes in, you're like, oh, here we go, here we go, and to this point, we've done, we did nothing offensively, and it was infuriating. But the guy who I just said made a uh, huge mistakes, Baumgartel, he kind of makes up for it here. Just what I don't know, maybe 10 minutes after that, right after the goal, ball comes into the box, 
Uh, there's a guy here. You can't even see him because the great pressure by Kaminsky, uh, Odrago back checking, and then Kala, um, excuse me, Baumgartel steps up, intercepts the ball, and he's got a he's already got two guys closing in on him, trying to shut him down. And what Baumgartel does well here, and, and Eric says everything was poor. Last move was the one had chance. So we'll get to here. That's the chance right here. We're talking about now the one good play in the game for Schalke, and Baumgartel kind of makes up for his mistakes earlier. Doesn't make up for the whole game. But he finds he finds Oyan, who's just off the screen here at the top here. And then not only passes to him, it's very similar to what we saw in the preseason game where Kaminsky did a quick one-two with, with Oyan and kept going up the pitch and feeds last me, right? Almost identical play here where Baumgartel feeds Oyan, continues his run, gets the ball back. And then this is this is Baumgartel right here in midfield. I mean, he pushing up on the play. And then look, Lass is going for the run. He's ready, he's calling for it. And boom, finds the through the through pass there. And at this point, you're two on two, and you're going to bet on last minute to outpace everybody, uh, anybody in this game, um, if he gets that kind of opportunity. And he does. And obviously, coming down the pitch, it's two on one at this point uh, against the goalkeeper. And he's got two great options take a shot, which he's been scoring a lot of goals lately, or feed it off to Toroto. He goes for the shot uh, and doesn't get it. It goes, it goes over the bar. And at that point, you're like, okay, he just missed the bar. He'll have more opportunities. As Eric said, that was like our lone opportunity in the game, really. Um, skied the ball high. You kind of wish that, that opportunity that he did put at least put it on target and make the goalkeeper save it. You could also say, I mean, at this point, this defender, he's fully committed, right? He's down on the ground. This guy's going to ground. This guy's way behind here. Lasma had an option to feed Toronto for a tap-in. The goalie was fully committed with him, too. The goalie said he's taking a shot. I mean, everyone in the world thought Lasso was going to shoot what he should have done on that play, what he could have done. I'm not going to fault him for the shot. He should have been on target. But he could have slid it over to Toronto for a, a one-touch goal. But uh, in hindsight, right? Everything's in hindsight there. Uh, skied the ball. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. But that at that point, and what we see in football, when you miss a great opportunity, it usually comes back to bite you instantly and it wasn't in the 35th minute it was in the 36 37th minute where good pressure by Karlsruhe again I guess it kind of got awakened there by the the attack by the old attack by Schalke may come down to pitch and the ball is going back out to this guy right here on the wing looking for a cross right and, and initially looks like we've got this under control right they've got one two three four five six guys going into the box we got two four six eight guys so we have two more guys plus a keeper in there we have an advantage and really this guy i mean you can still count that guy but it's totally six we should have everyone covered right he's marking him he's marking him he's going out to the guy this ojarag was marking him kaminsky doesn't really have anybody Baumgartel does or do we or so we think Right, he's kind of just picking up the free man who's probably going to be this guy. Um, Kalash is picking number 24, and then you got Kabadai watching this guy over here. Everyone should be covered, right? Then what happens is people are kind of ball watching at this point, and Baumgartel, you see his reaction. He's sprinting now because this guy, Matanovic, or whatever his name was, um, finds the open space. He sees that he's marked by two defenders. He's like, I'm just going to go find the open space here, and, and nobody's paying attention. Look, you can clearly see by Baumgartel's reaction. Oh my gosh, I'm missing my guy. And the ball, of course, finds him and boom, puts it back in the net. One, uh, two, nothing at that point. And it doesn't look like it's that off right there, but you switch the angle and you see the separation he got. He cuts in and Bob Gardo's like, oh shit, I got to go. And you got 
three guys right here, but nobody's paying attention to him. This guy who was marking him wasn't paying attention. It's like, oh, too late at this point. All he needed is a half yard space, and boom, Fairman could have done nothing about it. Now, I'd like to see Fairman try a little bit harder, maybe, but he was kind of left out to dry at that point. I mean, again, leaving a, a, a striker in the box unmarked, what do you expect? He's going to get a shot on target. Uh, and he did, and puts the, goal, puts the ball away 2 nothing at that point. It's not even halftime yet, and you're like, Jeez, man. I mean, you can see how many people we have here. Look, six guys around one guy. Six guys around one guy. These guys are not even in the box yet. Uh, and you can really take these two guys. But look, he said, what are these guys doing? Somebody tell me what the, what the defenders are doing here. What is Baumgartel doing? That's two goals in a row now that he's just, eh, he's going out for a walk. You know, I don't know. Um, And it's infuriating. Again, it's. Don't let make them beat you. Don't give them these easy goals. That first goal, nobody's Baumgartel didn't do a really good job. The defense didn't do a good job of of marking the guy. And you got two guys, Stindle and, and the other and then number nine there, and Stindle free open goal. Here again, number nine finds an open space. No one follows him. Boom, Five, with six guys around him, he finds an open space and gets the ball away. Two nothing. I mean, the defense looked just shaky all game long. Um, the fact they only had two at halftime was surprising. Uh, we couldn't do anything offensively or, or or defensively. You know, Fairman had some saves in the game. He had a nice save in the 58th minute. Uh, they kind of cut us open on this play again in the 58th. Passing back side to side, number 24 gets a good shot off, and Fairman makes a great save. Uh, it, it was just it was short lived at that point, right? And then the the dagger came here in the 74th minute where Kaminsky, who's right here, circled right there, does a Poor clearance attempt. Oh, it goes not even halfway, I think. And the ball immediately comes back in, into this guy right here. And Baumgartel sees it and kind of pinches up and says, I'm, I got him, but doesn't get there in time. And what we have here is you got more looks like he's marking this guy well. These two are marked. Well, Matriciani's got two guys really here. I mean, I think this is Seguin right here is not really marking anybody. He's watching the ball instead of, you know, watching this guy. Um, Kaminsky really, really should have been over here instead of a ball watching. So, so many things are going on right here. But the guy goes ahead and wants to take on Moore and see what Moore can do. And it's probably the right play because Moore is not a defensive-minded player. We've seen him many times. Even at left back, he just he can't play defense. Uh, has a poor touch on the ball that leads to this opening here for 24. 24 now coming in. Kaminsky jogging back. Baumgartel walking back. Uh, I think it's a segwing over here. Poor Matriciani's got two guys here. What we see is a cross from number 24. It evades the first guy. The GOAT, Matriciani, tries to block it, gets an own goal. It didn't matter. I mean, Kaminsky, if, if Matriciani misses it, this guy is a backdoor, and it would have been a tap-in. He was right here. It might have been Lars Sindel, I think. Uh, but he was there for the tap-in as well. It didn't matter at that point. It would have been a goal no matter what. But look at these two defenders, right? I mean, that, that's what I take away. Look, the goal happens. Matriciani's there. Farron picks him up right away. Moore's on the ground. Kaminsky jogging back. Look, he's, he's walking back. I'm like, there's a there's a problem, right? We're supposed to be better defensively. We haven't done jack squat in this game. And these are just the, these are just the goals. It was just all game long. This was like this, um, and it's infuriating to watch because. I thought if nothing else, playing with three defenders, three center backs plus two wingers, defensively, we'd be a little bit more stout. We we talked about before, Jack and I, how a midfielder's got to help out no matter what. 
because um, we just don't have the defensive qualities in terms of, of the back line to to really keep up with anybody, it seems like. And so we need some defenders or midfielders to help out defensively. Didn't really see that, right? Seguin, Templeman, Odraogo, and you're asking, you know, Templeman and maybe Seguin are the guys who could probably more do so than Odraogo. Odraogo was definitely involved defensively, but we could do nothing, nothing defensively. It was it was a poor showing by us. Um, we in the Discord chat, we were just bitching and moaning because I mean, it was a poor exclusive game. It really was. And then there was no transition game. Anytime I got the ball, we either cleared it out or turned it over. We couldn't connect two passes with each other. Offensively, did nothing, right? I mean, that last minute opportunity was nice. There was a play in the second half where I forget who had the ball. Seguin, oh, it was a nice pass. Seguin made a nice pass back toward to Cabadai, I believe it was, um, or someone gets a shot on target. Ball comes back to Odaralgo, and he just misses the shot. So that was okay, but it wasn't as not nearly as good as of a chance as the last minute chance. The last minute chance was a great opportunity at that point. Had it gone in 1 1, you're looking at more confidence. I don't know with the way this defense played, would we have done anything in this game? But you would have thought the morale would have been boosted, a little bit more fight in this team. And I think Carl Garrard said it, you know, in the press, in the post match press conference was that there was no passion, there was no fight. All 50 50 balls were lost uh, to Carl's rule. It was just like there was nothing in it. Like, there was no bit of effort, it seemed like. I'm not saying they didn't give effort. I'm sure they gave effort, but it didn't look like it. To you, me, anyone watching this game from a shocker perspective, it didn't look like there was, we were in it at all. And to give up three goals the way we did, could have been a lot more, right? Fairman made a couple saves. But we were lackluster on every aspect of the pitch. Um, really, really poor to watch. And it's disheartening, especially after what we saw, the optimism that we got, the little little sliver there against Heracles. And we're like, oh, okay, maybe we can play. We we, we didn't. And was it the, the substitutions that all we had? I don't know. Um, but starting 11 had a lot to be desired for sure. I mean... I mean, we, we all we all want to see Mueller back, right? But I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. But I mean, it doesn't really matter who you got in goal if the defenders aren't doing anything for you. I said this what, last podcast or two podcasts ago with Jack. I said like, I've been unimpressed with Baumgartel. This game only like adds you know fuel to the fire there. Whereas like, he missed a lot, and then I'm not. And it has nothing to do with his comments that he made. It's just like he's struggling right now. And again, it could be a lot of it could be tactics, but he's just. He's hurting right now, and Kaminsky hasn't done anything better in this game. This is a poor showing by him. Kalash wasn't really in the main plays, but he he wasn't any anything better. He's better than the other two, but you know he wasn't anything great. Um, so there's a lot to be desired in this. And then I don't know. I mean, you want to blame Toronto, but he really didn't get any opportunities. Right, he didn't get service the ball. Um, so it's it, the team's just struggling all the way around. I don't know if it's it's uh, you make some substitutions, gotta make some changes. Trexler is a super sub, but you know he can't do anything from the bench. Moore's good offensively. Kazuki came on late, didn't really help much, right? Um, could Schallenberg help us out in the midfield? I don't know. Could Merkin help us offensively? Maybe, right? But it's it's hard to say, really. So it's just a difficult game to watch, and it doesn't get any easier for us because we got uh, Hanover coming up next. And if you didn't know, they're up there in the table. They're fourteenth. Oh, excuse me, they're fourth position. Um, only two points behind leader St. Pauli in Hamburg uh, with Holstein Kiel getting an impressive win. I, 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 the, the simulcast I watched had a lot of Holstein Kiel 
Timo uh, Timo Becker got a goal in that game, uh, but they won they won that one. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a difficult game because Hanover ninety six, and currently we sit in the uh, relegation playoff spot, the spot that Armenia held last year, coincidentally with Brian Lasman. Uh, 16th position, but we're five points behind Hansa Rostock, who are in 15th. Five-point gap already. Uh, the bottom three look atrocious, and that includes us, Eintracht, Osnabrück, and, of course, us. On the horizon, obviously, we got Hanover this weekend on Saturday. The Pokal match against St. Pauli, which I am not looking forward to at all. That's on Tuesday on Halloween. We got our friends visiting on November 4th against uh, Nuremberg, obviously, and then we got Elfsburg uh, on the horizon. So, um, before the next international break. So it's good. I mean, you got, honestly, of the, the three league games, you got Hanover, Nuremberg, and Elversburg. That's maybe one winnable game. Maybe. And the way we played on, on Sunday, it's no winnable games. Honestly, we, we got to find so We got to find a way to scrape and, and find and collect some points before the international or for the, the Winterpause because um, we need to regroup. And at this point, it doesn't look doesn't look too promising. Gerards needs more time with the team, for sure. But the the guy's got any motivation somehow. I don't know. I don't know. He's gonna. I'll be damn impressed if Gerards can figure this one out. I'll tell you that. But um, not the greatest of performances here. I'm not gonna go on too long this podcast. Anything you want to chat about? Let us know. Um, if you want to join in the misery with the rest of us Shalka fans, uh, we got a Discord channel. Uh, Definitely go check it out. Uh, we always share it with uh, what's a podcast. Uh, so you look for it tomorrow or uh, let me know. Drop us a DM on um, on Twitter or any or anywhere on social media and we'll drop you the line to that. Uh, it's a great way to uh, commiserate with fellow Shaka fans on uh, the woes that it is. It's, it's better to woe in, in company than by yourself, right? So um, good group of guys there. So, yeah, I got nothing else. If there's, um, I won't get into Gerard's comments after the game, he had some strong words. You know, basically what I just said earlier is just like, you know, basically said the players didn't have any passion, didn't show anything. It was it was pathetic. Um, and so um, as Anthony says, you gotta kind of rally the troops, show some grinta as they say in Italian, and uh find ways, you know, find that malojero, the 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 minor mentality and dig your way and get some points. That's all the fans want to see is that you're trying putting some effort in. We didn't see that on we didn't see that on Sunday. There was no they didn't have that minor minor spirit. They got to find a way to get that. Garage has got to find a way to get that. Buskins and Asamo and Kreutzer, they those are guys who have that in their DNA. They gotta they gotta find a way to get through to the guys. Um, and I think the the best thing we saw out of this weekend, at least heading into the game, was that Garage said you know Buskins and Asamo are back on the bench. He's like I don't know why they weren't on the bench. They deserve to be on the bench. They are the heart and soul of this team. They they have to be there and, and they were there, but didn't help obviously this weekend. So. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I got the blues music in the background. It is a black and blue Monday. But, man, I got nothing else. Wore me out. I'm wore out. I'm going to go back and enjoy my fall weather. Uh, <laughs> you should, too. Too much shotgun is bad for the heart, right? Go see a doctor after the games. Uh, but uh, for Jack, who's at, a- at J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A. And uh, more importantly, follow Shock America at Shock America. Anywhere on social media. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a comment on the video. It'd be much appreciated. Uh, we'll try to drop more videos here and there. Uh, you know, let's 
let's take the worst case scenario. If it if it goes, if we drop into the Dritte Liga somehow, uh, apparently you can watch the games for free on YouTube. Uh, but we'll see about that uh, to be determined. I don't want to find out if that's the case, right? But uh, we'll see to be determined. Anyway, follow follow the podcast on all social media and go to our website. And uh, <laughs> I'll see you, Anthony. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, but for everyone else, enjoy the rest of your week uh, and do something else besides Shalka. Watch something else. Rejuvenate your spirits. Get your mind clear and then get back to the weekend on Saturday for, for the game. So anyway, for Jack, for myself, <laughs> try to enjoy the weekend. Uh, Gluck out. Thank <laughs> you.